Hey, you fucking. Cock dog. You're listening to the Massive Attack Podcast, episode 11. Uh, I'm Joe, and with me as normal is Mitch. This is going to be our special Borderlands discussion. Yes. A little bit different to our normal format. No so if you're, if, yeah, if you're looking for movie reviews and general chit-chat, tune in next month. So, Borderlands. We've raved about it on almost every episode that we've recorded. We've mentioned it, yes. It's a game that we have wasted a lot of our lives in, obviously in the last year and a half or so. And the sequel just came out in the last couple of weeks, which we mentioned in the last podcast. We've had a couple of weeks with it now, so we thought we'd talk about the original game and what our first impressions of the new game. Yeah, so I guess a good place to start would be the original game. We were both quite late to the party getting the original. Mm, yeah, quite late, because we went to a games expo here in Melbourne. It wasn't a very good one, to be honest, but... That was one of the new games out at the time, and they had the demos there, and we played it, which was essentially the opening level where the claptrap introduces you to the first town. So you've hardly done anything, and we're running around a junk heap, basically, yeah, not doing anything. Shitty weapons to, and not knowing what we're meant to no be doing. And no one to kill, because the person before us had already killed everyone, and it's like, yep, I don't need this game. I'm done with it. So mm. basically it was never an option and it wasn't until we listened to a couple of podcasts that we really admired that did not stop raving about this game going, hmm, maybe yeah. we're missing out on something. Here. So it came out in 2009 but we both got it in 2010 when they'd released the Game of the Year edition that had all of the DLC included and at the time when it had come out I just had, well my wife had just had a baby so I was staying up a lot listening for overnight feeds and stuff like that and killing quite a lot of time playing Borderlands in between and at that stage I probably wasn't quite as hooked as I became and I think we both did solo playthroughs the first time around with just a few little split screen bits and pieces and a little bit of online together but then when we did our second playthrough was when we pretty much co-opted the whole of the second playthrough didn't we? Yeah we did and it was like are we going to get on tonight? Come on. Yeah. Oh I can do a mission alright let's go. Yeah because like, was... yeah, at that stage I was doing like a 10.30 feed for the baby and it was like We're playing online fed. at 10 o'clock it's like oh Stirring, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a game that we, like we're saying, we both came addicted to, became addicted to. Well, I suppose we should talk about the gameplay in concept. It's... Yeah, so if you, if you don't know what the game is, essentially it's a first-person shooter, but it has RPG elements, character building, and skill trees, and lots and lots of loot. And essentially, loot is what it's all about. Yeah. Because it's got a storyline to it, which is really not important. I mean, I, I couldn't really tell you what the whole plot was, to be honest. It's not that. It's not important, really, to the game. Yeah, it's so just progression of the story gives you more missions. It's mission-based, so you go through collecting more missions, which unlock more story, and you go through. And the missions are quite similar, really, in a lot of ways. It's fetch missions or kill this thing. As far as gameplay goes, it doesn't really deviate from shooting. Yeah, and it's not like some shooters that have... You know, little puzzle element type things. It's more uh, collect this, shoot this, kill this big bad guy. And that's it. That's it. Like it's it's so basic. Yeah. But the hook to this game is the loot. I think. So. And when we say loot, we mean guns, or yeah, shields, well, guns, or shields, grenades, and in, in the money. design of this game, it's basically there's a random generator for weapons and shields. So as you level up the 
the quality of the guns improve with your levels. Like, yeah. And not the ones you have, but the ones you find. Yeah, you collect better. better loot because your level's higher. And basically, your enemies, when you kill them, they'll drop loot. And the higher rank the level of the enemy, the higher the loot they will drop. Yeah, and these guns are randomly generated by the game. Uh, so there is literally more than a million combinations of potential gun to get. And like we said, we on the second playthrough is what we really got into it because you go through your first playthrough and you cap out at level 30 or something from memory. Yeah. And then you play through again, starting at that point with the current loadout of guns that you've got. And then you play through and everything's harder, but the loot gets better and you get up to level 50 or 60. I think it was 50 before they had the DLC. And then 59. 69. 69. Once all the DLC came out. So the weapons just keep getting more and more powerful and that's what you want. And you're just on a quest for more and more weapons. And there's things throughout the game. There are gun crates. And when you see a red gun crate, you get so excited because it's like, oh, am I going to get that magical gun? And all the guns are rated by colour. So you get this little spike of light coming up from guns when they're dropped on the map. So you're looking around the field of play and you're seeing these spikes. And white guns are what you start with. And then the rarity of the gun goes up. And generally, the more rare can be a better gun. You can get a quite an unrare gun that's actually really good. But generally, it's they better so it goes from white to green to blue to purple to gold so when you see a bit of a glint of purple or something you get a little bit excited, excited. yeah it's very much like an MMO the way the, the stacking of the loot and the, the ranking of the rareness but yeah you kind of fall in that trap though that you see the, the purple gun or the gold gun and you think oh awesome I'm going to get this good gun and then when you get it it's like it might be quite expensive because it's rare but it doesn't do as much damage as one of the lower level guns you've already got you fall into that trap and I know I did that you do loot runs mm. and you end up going like certain levels where the, you know there's lots of gun crates and you'll keep going back to that level opening all the gun crates I know I've spent yeah. a lot of time just running around New Haven opening gun crates to see if I can get the ultimate gun and it's a an addiction and it's a problem I had first part of a problem was admitting it and yep. I admit it I have a problem I actually had anxiety dreams yeah we talked sometimes. about that on one of the other episodes and we were both at that stage where we knew we had other games we should be playing but we kept just going back to Borderlands and, and, and grinding and runs and both of us got to the level cap and we pretty much got to the level cap of our proficiencies on most of the weapons on, on the, the main weapons that we were using but we were still running around trying to get that better gun and it's ridiculous looking, but, for, looking for that new high so it's sort of strange it's weird we're not selling the game terribly well because of all the, it's got addiction problems it's pretty basic gameplay but it just works yeah and there's a lot of games like Gears of War's the same it just works like and I've been playing a lot of bad games so trust me when, when you get a game that just works it, it's great you just jump in and you pull the triggers and it fit and it shoots in the right spot and it feels right you get a weight to a gun and yep. there's so many guns but they all work so differently you get shotguns, you've got sniper rifles, you've got pistols, you've got machine guns and assault rifles and rocket launchers. And you have those alien weapons in the first one. Oh, that's right. And they all work that little bit different, but some guns, and they have attributes. So you've got acid or fire or electric or explosive or nothing. And, I mean, I know you can carry up to 26 guns or around about 24 or something. So I know you're constantly going around carrying a full load out of these guns because you want the right gun for the right situation. Yeah. And then you, you're full and you come across another gun that you think, oh, that might be good too, but you've got to drop another one. And you get anxiety over, oh... Exactly. It's like, oh, what gun do I get rid of to get that one? That is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's fun. And you get used to some guns and, you know, when you shoot someone with a 
pistol, I had a proficiency with the assassin, with the pistol. Yeah, because there's, there's four character classes in the first one, and yeah, each character's kind of got its own specialty weapon, like there's a commander that's good with shotguns and assault rifles, there's a hunter that's pistols and Sniper. snipers, and like a brick. a brick who's like the tank from an MMO that's good with the rocket launchers, and the siren, siren who's submachine guns? It must be. Yeah. Neither of us really played the siren, so... Yeah, I played the sniper, you played the commander, and we pretty much stuck with it. Yeah, but it, one thing though, playing a game like Gears, you're very much you're funneled into the line it wants you to go, whereas Borderlands being open world, it well, it, it is open world, but it, it still kind of funnels you a little bit. It funnels you as far as mission. Like, the only the game only progresses by you doing a mission, and yeah. some missions don't open the next part of the world until you complete it. So you can be restrictive as to where you can go, but I mean... The maps are huge and there's plenty of different maps. And when you first go into a map not knowing the area, you yep. look, you open up the map on your HUD and you look and you go, this is huge, it's going to take me forever to get from there to there. And you get cars eventually and driving around and we'll talk about that in a sec. But it just takes forever to get anywhere, and you, when you, especially when you're walking. Yeah. Then after a while, the maps just shrink. Yeah, Because you, you realise it's yeah. not far at all. No. It literally takes you less than a minute to drive from one end to the other if you know the way. Exactly. And speaking of driving, we might as well talk about it well, now. Well, the driving in Borderlands 1 isn't great. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. I mean, No, yeah, the driving's a little bit off, and there's a few times where I've been driving around in the car, and due to the fact that the controls aren't great, I've managed to get the car stuck on an embankment and can't get out, and you're stuck with your wheels in the air, and it's like, well, how did I get there in the first place if I can't get back down? So yeah, it's not yeah. the greatest of driving, but it's fine. Like, yeah, exactly. It gets you around, but, but it's, not a, it's not a great driving game, but it's only there to get you from someplace else. Well, really, it's just there to stop you from having to walk for hours across good. some of the big maps. Yeah, which is good. So that, that's Borderlands 1. We've both put a lot of time into it. I've mentioned it before. I think I'm, I'm up to nine days worth. I'm about the same. Yeah. yeah. And Borderlands 2 came out when it was first announced. We were both pretty excited about it. Yeah, what? Because we, we were still playing it. Well, full disclosure, I actually haven't finished Borderlands 1, the second playthrough. I finished with the, DLC. the main story and I finished two of the DLCs I think it is out of the four but there's still the Underdome section that we both haven't finished and I think I'm slightly further ahead with General Knox's DLC than you are yeah yeah. so we sort of haven't finished it because it does get it got hard <laughs> yeah and as the game progresses you the baddies level up with you so if you become a level 69 guy the, the baddies around you are like up to level 72 in some places and yeah they take more damage to kill they do more damage when they shoot you back and, and yeah it gets difficult it does and something I mean, and it's, it's, when you play Borderlands, like when I play by myself, it's a slower game because there is loot everywhere. There's what they call skag piles where there's you break them apart and there's ammunition and money or weapons in those. So you go around and if you run past one, you'll run over and open it or there's you know, gun crates or ammo crates or anything and you'll open everything yep. when you go. When I find I'm playing with you, I don't do it as much. It's sort of like, all right, we'll get to this mission. Yeah. It's quicker, which is good because it's, yeah. it's a different feeling to the game. It's a different pace to the game. And I've really only played with you I've never played with any randoms online yeah I, I played with a few of the people on my friends list on the Xbox and it's good because the party system is very good it's quite easy to jump in and out and I've played in, in open games a few times and I've had people jump into my game and, and help me out the uh, the thing is though when you play co-op it what's the word I'm looking for it levels with you so the more players you have in the game the more enemies there are and it gets a little bit harder yeah. but the, the thing is you want someone whoever's controlling the game you'd rather they were lower than you in level because I think I was only a couple of levels below you at some point and I jumped into your game yeah. and it was just I was being shot two shots and I was dead it yeah, was, so it was that, quite frustrating for me so you really want to be around a similar level because it only takes a few 
let differences yeah. and and it's quite painful. Yeah, and, and frustrating. The enemies sort of level with the host, mm. so yeah, you get your lower character to host. And we've helped that. friends out before who are going in as level one, so you bring your level fifty character over yeah. and with your guns that do ridiculous damage, and they're fighting level one enemies, and you're shooting them with a acid bullet from a pistol to the head, and they're dying in one shot. It's awesome. Yeah, but the problem with going to Borderlands Two is we've gone back to level one. Yeah, so with our new characters, and I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I noticed when I first started playing Borderlands 2 was the fact that I was used to being a superhero with you know, massively damaging guns. A shield that just took beatings and didn't really affect me. Ammunition that would never run out and guns that would kill people with one-shot hits and my proficiencies were so high that I hardly ever missed. It was yep. awesome. And then and you go back to being a level 1 character with a terrible gun. I was like, what is, why are you not dying? Yeah, and opening up the money boxes and getting like a dollar out of them rather than like $900 that you wear at a higher level. But other than that, the main differences in Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 1, the graphics are slightly different. Yeah, well, in, in Borderlands, it looks a little bit different to most games because it's got this cell shading effect on it, yep. which looks, it's different. It makes it look different and it works. Like, what? apparently it wasn't going to be that when they first designed it. And, yeah, there is some footage floating around on YouTube of the original graphic style and it just looked like every other first person And it would be generic, shooter. so it, it looks different, it's unique, and... I don't know if it helps with the gameplay like it's less graphics they have to generate so they yep. can it's crisper because of it I'm not sure but it, yeah. it definitely gives it a unique style to itself well that and the fact that you have the XP coming out of them as you shoot the, the enemy and you see the little numbers popping up above their heads and it's that's how much XP you're getting or how much damage you're taking XP or damage I think it's XP, yeah. And oh, no, it's XP as they're dying. If they, yeah. if you shoot them with something like they're burning, and as, as they're burning, their damage it's is damage, coming yeah. off them, and then once they die, a little XP will pop up telling you what you weren't for it. Yeah, so you'll be in stages where there'll be a lot of lot of enemies around you, and you're doing a lot of damage, and there'll just be numbers flying everywhere. And I'm glad they've kept that in the second one. But yeah, there's a few graphics like differences. funny, like, because I was used to the first one. Like we said, we've played nine days in that first one, so we're used to the visual style, we're used to the menus, and this new one's come along, and I I don't know if it's me, but I noticed that the shadows seem blacker in the new one and the outlines of everything, because it is self-shaded, the outlines just seem a bit thicker and blacker. And it, yeah. just, it was a bit jarring to start with, but now we've been playing for a couple of weeks now and I don't even notice it. But yeah. when I first saw it, I thought that looks different. So before we get too much further, I will mention that we're, we're not going to talk spoilers. We're not going to talk story. We're just going to talk gameplay, how it works. So if you've got this far in and you're thinking, well, I haven't played Borderlands 2 yet. I, I don't want to you know, find out anything I shouldn't. We're going to try as much as we can to steer away from plot points or anything like that. But admittedly, that. we're only what, level 25 characters at the moment, so yeah. we're not even... I don't think we're... Well, you've tried to figure it out how I far into the game. I think they said there was 127 missions, mm. and we're probably about just under halfway through that. Yeah, so we're not... We yeah, can't so spoil too much anyway. We're not going to tell you about the ending or anything, because we haven't seen the ending ourselves. But the new game, other than the graphic style, there is a slightly new heads-up display. You've now got a mini-map in the corner that you didn't have in the first one, which is kind of good and it also has its downside like it was good having in the first one they have like the little beacon at the bottom of the display that kind of tells you sort you're heading in the right up, direction yeah, if you're going north south and it rotates with you like a compass but your mission parameter is sort of highlighted by a peak so you keep yeah. turning around until that's in front of you centre and you head in that direction you know you're in the right track yeah whereas in the new one they haven't got that now but they have got the mini map in the corner with like a flashing beacon so you kind of know where you're I'm, going I'm used to it now yeah, it was I've a bit jarring but now it's okay that makes sense the menu I wasn't used to where it's a bit more up and down yeah and not as open but I'm used to it now again it took a while and 
what I'm doing. And I'm sure this will be the default interface for me, and it will just make sense. And going back to Borderlands One will probably be yeah. quite jarring and painful. Going, oh, why isn't this here like it should be? So yeah, there is little things. There's a few other changes that that are instantly noticeable. I guess the the main one is the character classes are different. Yes, they still have a commando, which I'm playing, and they still have a sniper, which I'm playing, and there's a siren again. I don't know what the differences are between because I didn't play the original and I haven't played this one. And there's a tank again, but this time he's called a gunzerker, and he has the ability to fire two yeah, carried two guns. So but, yeah, I'm actually keen to try other characters this time. Where I'm with the Borderlands one, I was so happy with my character, I just stuck with it. I had no intention of playing anything else. Yeah. But in my first one, my character was a sniper. But what each character have is a secondary function, and the sniper has a, a hawk or some flying creature that he keeps with him that he's called Bloodwing and that goes out and fights for him when you set it off and so it's almost like a targeted missile and yep. as you level up it becomes more and more powerful and you can assign attributes to it and something that I loved in my character is I assigned I got this extra loot from it so when he goes around killing all these people for you loot and money and ammo flies out of them so yep. when you have a big battle with like 20-30 guys when you finish the battle you look across the field and it's just covered it's just in little markers everywhere and it's, it's fantastic so not only I'm a very much a sniper kind of guy I, I don't do well up close and fighting hand to hand or anything because I'm pretty useless when it comes to that so give me distance and time and I'm a lot better so these two combinations were fantastic and you played the commander who had a sh- turret and you could assign um, attributes, attributes to that yeah so your turret like gave out ammo so you like never needed to go and buy ammo the turret would like spit out ammo and, and help um, regenerate your health so it was as a, well but and part yeah. of the superhero feeling that we had was the fact that we never had to buy any ammo and we rarely died yeah, because of whereas, those two attributes that we had exactly where you knew you were slightly going to die you'd drop your turret and like recharge your shields and recharge your health under the turret which now in the second one when I'm playing the commando again you still got a turret? I've still got a turret, but the turret has different attributes. One thing I really do like, though, about the second one, in the first game, when you had your turret, if you threw your turret out, it was out until it ran out of ran out of its time, and then you couldn't bring it back. Whereas now, you can throw your turret down, and once you've killed all the enemies, you can bring it back in, and then it takes less time to like cool down before you can use it again. And the other thing with the new game now is the turret doesn't die when you die. Because in the game, you have a shield and a health. When your shield dies and your health dies, you, in like in Giza War, you are not quite dead yet, but you have a timing bar on the screen with your health decreasing quite rapidly, and you ha- you can still fire a gun, and if you manage to kill someone in that time, they, it's what they call second wind, yeah. and you come back with health and full shields. And yeah. you can continue gaming. No, not health though. In, in, the oh, new no, one, in the new one, you come back with a full shield, but in the original, you second wind and you come back with pretty much zero health. Because we kept having that problem where I'd come back, but then I'd just die straight away again because I'm still running headlong into the fight <laughs> when, yeah, without recharging my health. Yeah, I think your shields come back full. Yeah, they do. So second winding. So it's a very rewarding game in that way. Both yeah, of them and, are the same. And being multiplayer as well, you can you can revive your friends when they're when they're dying. You can run up and you know, bring them back to life. Sort of thing. So when it came to Borderlands Two, you got your characters. So I was like, I'm going to take the sniper again. I like it because I, I like using pistols and sniper rifles because that's what I did before. And I love Bloodwing. Problem is, there's no Bloodwing attribute with my sniper anymore. They got rid of it. Maybe the game designers realized it was too powerful at all. I'm yeah. not sure. So in the end, my secondary ability now is to sort of, I go invisible and send out a hologram of myself for an allotted period of time. And as you progress in the game, that time becomes longer and more powerful. And basically, you, you're invisible and you send out this hologram 
hologram that, that all the baddies attack. Baddies. Enemies. Talking. Yeah, enemies. And <laughs> in that go. time, pew, pew, you, you pew. can you see the you see the enemies in sort of like this weird predator form or something. Oh, okay. And you see them see through, and you can see their weaknesses fired out because what they have in the game is critical hits, so you get more bonus points for shooting them in a critical spot, or they're more they'll take more damage in that spot. Yeah. So, so if you know where to shoot them, you can just do you know one shot kills rather mm. than big yeah. bullet sponges. So now I don't have this bloodwing attacked fiery missile living weapon thing now I just turn invisible a bit so it's very different without uh, it was quite disappointing actually and after the first 10 levels I was sort of going maybe I'd go for a commando and have a turret because yeah. I just didn't like my ability to be honest yeah although they have released a fifth character class now the Macromancer mm-hmm. and from what I've been reading on some of the uh, the blogs and stuff like that the Macromancer's additional like special weapon is kind of like Bloodwing she sends out a robot oh sweet yeah. maybe so I'll have to maybe get through this really quickly restart it as the Macromancer and some of the other changes that they've brought in the mission progression is a bit different now it doesn't just say this is your mission it's more of now do this and you think you've done it and then it pop up and say I mean, we'll do of, this as well sort of thing yeah because in, in Borderlands 1 there were a couple that did this where go and investigate this thing so you go and investigate and then from that it opens up a little more but this game Borderlands 2 seems to have a lot more where you think oh this sounds like a quick mission yeah. so it's like 11 o'clock at 9 it's like oh, I'll just finish this quick one and yeah, you go I just, and, I just need to go to this area for this mission that should be that yeah so I go to the area and you find what you have to find there's like oh that's this thing go over here and do this other thing yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, why are you going okay. to do this and yeah so as far as missions go they they expand yeah. in themselves storyline wise so it feels a lot more progressive than yeah. the first one the first one really was fetch missions and kill missions that's all it was and this one feels a little more written like there is a plot yeah and, and they've given you extra options now as well you get like more experience from from completing the mission it'll say you know it's not just kill 10 of this enemy it's like if you kill 10 of this enemy with a fire weapon we'll give you an extra bit of XP but, uh, yeah it's just an incentive to it, it is do more. Just, and really it's an incentive for, for you to carry more elemental weapons and, and the other thing with the missions now as well they've got failable missions which they didn't have in the first one yeah time based yeah so it's kind of like if you do it and fail you then have to go back to the place where you picked up that mission and try it again yep. and a couple of them so far I've had a bit, bit of difficulty with but then I've gone back a little bit later when I'm a higher level and I've found it a bit easier Oh, just a little trap trick for people out there that probably figured it out if they already played it but if you have delivery missions and it's time based and you're near a car creation part because you've got cars that you can teleport to a car that's somewhere else if you fail a mission a couple of times take your car to where you need to get to then come back start your mission and teleport to your car just to save on travel time helps yeah, with yeah. pro tips from Blockbuster Joe yeah the, the missions now are as I said they're, they're more varied and I'm not I can't remember in the first game whether they actually told you whether it was an optional mission or a main story mission no Whereas, they were just missions there yeah Whereas no. now it sort of says, when you look at your, your mission selection, it's kind of like, well, this one's optional, this one's optional, this one is a story mission. So you know, if you just want to do a few little side quests, you, you can do those. Or if you just want to progress the story, you can progress those as well. I don't understand that, because, I mean, who's going to play the game and not do every mission? Like, for me, I enjoyed the game enough to the point where I wanted more missions. Yeah. And it's like, why why would you not do them? But anyway, I guess you can, unless you do want to use every class and you just want to get to the end with each yeah. class and you don't need to do the side missions once you've done them once, I guess. You've got your achievements for it and yeah, exactly. you've maxed out everything, I guess. And something else I noticed as well, because we've played a little bit of co-op now on Borderlands 2, and 
first time we played, we were playing with you as the host. And we did a mission that I hadn't actually got to myself in my own solo playthrough. But then when I went back into my game and I got to the point where I could pick up that mission, it then came up and said, you've already done this mission in another playthrough. Do you want to skip it now and just cash it in pretty much? Which, That's cool. Yeah, which is good. Because then the other night I actually jumped into a, a multiplayer game with just some randoms to see what it was like with a full four-player complement. And we did a mission that I wasn't quite up to yet. And then again, I, I got to that mission in my own game now and it's come up saying you've already done this let's just skip it sort of thing and turn it, which is good because there was a few bits in Borderlands 1 where if you're playing on someone else's host game you would do a mission and then you would get to it yourself later and it's like oh, the flow of the missions didn't quite make sense but yeah I think they've fixed that up a little bit now and they've really put more of an emphasis now on the on the way the multiplayer is set up it's, it's very much drop in drop out whereas in Borderlands 1 even with split screen I think if one person quit the session quit whereas now I think that it doesn't do that anymore. Okay. Something we noticed was like like we said we played Borderlands 1 so much that we were so used to the split screen the way it was when we put in Borderlands 2 the screen was split horizontally. Yeah we horizontal to... split rather than a vertical split. And we're like what have they done? Oh, oh my god. It. But we went yeah, in the options and you can actually choose one or the other which I think is very clever because if, yeah, if you've come from games which are used to a horizontal split then you can play it or yeah. you know I don't know other games do that sort of options but it's, I think it's really yeah, clever. Yeah that's a, a nice touch isn't it? Well we talked about some of the, the differences and we've mentioned a few things that we like about it we talked about how bad the driving was in the first game and definitely thankfully yeah the driving is better still not a driving game but it's much much better and it makes a little bit more sense which is nice it's like it's not a driving game but there are stages where they are big maps so you need to drive from one side to another but they get small so quickly they do i really can't get over how you look at these maps and it's like god these take forever to get from here to here and then i jumped in one last night and i'm like boom i'm there oh that's nothing at all why am i having trouble before and actually one of the things speaking of the map is slightly different now in borderlands 2 is in borderlands 1 as soon as you went into an area and you looked at the map you could see all of the map and you knew where things were whereas now on Borderlands 2 you, you actually area. have to yeah, get to that bit of the map and it sort of opens up kind of like kind of like how real time strategy games do with their maps they're kind of you know, blacked out until you get to that area and then it sort of shows you which yeah, is it's, it's very smart and they're very good it's very good game design both of them are the same where you have to travel using these doorways or transport or fast travel options but to, from one world to another or one area to another and stuff like that and as you progress in the game and you've got to do all these monotonous journeys then fast travel opens up to you so you can actually go and teleport to an area you want yeah and, and that's like a lot of games you can't fast travel to an area you haven't been to yet so you have to go there and you know find the fast travel so it makes you explore the game world a little bit more early and yeah. then and they realise that to it and they've designed the game in quite a good way that it's like once you get to a point it's like do I have to travel all yeah. that way again once you get to that sort of yeah, mode yeah. in the game that's when fast travel really opens up for you and it's like oh yeah not anymore you yeah. Done enough. Yeah, in a way, though, it does kind of make you lazy. I know I was playing yesterday, and I found that once I've completed a mission and I know I need to go all the way back to like the start of that map to to cash in, I'll quit and then reload, and it reloads from that opening point where it's a bit I mean, easier. You to... Used to do that when you had more money than God, and you yeah, used exactly. to die and get taken back because you couldn't be bothered running back. Yeah. Yes. But now it's kind of like, well, I don't want to walk all the way across the map or drive all the way across the map. I'm just going to quit and restart, and then I can just cash in quickly. Well, it's not like you're. Cheating the game, I suppose. What's well, yeah, it's exactly. It's not like putting in cheat codes or it's just 
exploiting the system. Right? It is. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much the game play and what we like about it. Something else that we haven't talked about is the humour in the game. Yeah, we put a link up on our Facebook page that did contain some spoilers just with the with the references from other things. And even, well, as I said, we've only played a little bit less than half. And just some of the references we've picked up, there's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles references, there's, like, there's references to comics, there's references to movies, there's references to other video games. I mean, in the first one, um, you don't get anything out of the game. It's, you go on a boat and you just stand on the boat and there's an I'm on a boat achievement yeah. from the only Lonely Island song. That's one. Actually, there's another one where um, I think if you jump on someone's head, like if you kill a baddie by jumping on his head, you get like a Mario achievement in the first game. So there's so many references that are, you're not going to get them all. Yeah, exactly. Some are like, oh, okay, I don't know what that means. It must be funny. Yeah. And others are just generally funny and others are like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, well, a lot of games, I guess, have, like, the, the puns as the achievement titles, but this has, like, puns in mission titles and stuff like that as well. And, yeah, some of them are pretty obscure, and if you don't know the source material, you're never going to pick it. Mm, but it's so... Yeah, it, it's a funny game to go through. The claptraps are good, which are the characters. The missions are cool. Some of the... Like, something that no one really has personality in the first one. You meet characters, and they're sort of done in this nice exploitation 70s film-style introduction to people, where they'll do this, you know, extreme action and pause, and then the name will come up on screen. And sort of... Hey, well, some of those in the first one are quite funny. Oh, they're really good, but... That's the only real character you get of those people. And then you'll fight them or you'll go back and get a mission later and there's no real personality. They look at you and they'll talk, but they've generally got a mask over their face so they don't animate mouths or anything like that. So there is... And you yourself as a character don't really have a lot of personality. Obviously, it's a first-person shooter, so you don't get a lot. And if you're stagnant for too long, they'll come up with witty saying, saying, yeah, I love standing here looking at dirt or something like that. But um, in the next one, a lot of all the characters, the playable characters from... Borderlands 1 turn up in Borderlands 2 and they're fully animated and have character yeah really fleshed out and there's a lot more it feels a lot more going on and not as robotic yeah and you yourself in the second one you're you're customizable in your in your look of your character which doesn't really mean a lot if you're playing it solo but if you're playing co-op I I can see that it would be quite good if you're playing multiple character classes in your own group you'll know who's who by by the customization because yeah, I mean the character I'm playing you can get different outfits and it's just like colour combinations there's not much of a change but one of them is actually called Why So Serious which is obviously a nod to the Joker and your green and purple colour combinations so that's the sort of level yeah. that these game designs are putting in yeah hmm. well we talked about some of the things we do like We some of the things we don't like obviously the fact that there's no Bloodwing mm-hmm. we don't like that and um, one thing that we noticed quite early on is the stats for the weapons are recorded differently now. Yeah, like whenever you look to see a weapon on the field, you can walk up to it and it will bring up a HUD on the screen and it'll show the power level, what type of gun it is. How much damage it does. Ammunition it holds and fire, in the first how game... How quickly it fires, fire rate. Yeah, and then and in the first one you had a zoom. Like some guns have zoom, some are iron sights and some have a, a yep. scope. So, you know, good, good one, as good sniper rifle might have four times zoom, and a bad one might have only one. Yeah. And it dictated sometimes if you wanted that gun or not. Yeah. Where we noticed this time, it's like, where's the zoom? Yeah. And you don't know. But I, I think one of the other changes is, well, you don't have weapon proficiencies now. You have a new thing they call a badass rank. Mm-hmm. And part of your badass rewards, as your rank goes up, you can upgrade things. So in the, in the first game, you'd shoot a lot of enemies with a shotgun. You'll get better with a shotgun. And, you, and your reload speeds will get better. And, and the damage it does will get better. Whereas now you can actually choose what you want to use your badass reward points to upgrade certain things like your accuracy. 
accuracy and stuff like that. And I think one of the things you can upgrade is the zoom of your guns. That's why it's not in Weird. in there, but we haven't quite got that far yet. Okay. We talked about running out of ammo, and you start off again, and I'm so used to having this level 69 character from Borderlands 1 with almost unlimited ammo, and now I'm finding I'm scrounging around for ammo. But as you level up and you have to buy ammo, it actually gets more expensive the higher level you are. Really? I, I didn't I mean, notice that until oh. just recently. I thought it makes sense. Yeah, and... In Borderlands 1, you upgraded, as the game progressed, you got like upgrades to your backpack so you could hold more guns and you got upgrades to your weapons so you could you know, hold more ammo, whereas this time... They've added an element of... Yeah, and you can now purchase those upgrades. With Iridium. Yeah, so pretty much from quite early on in the game, you can then spend all your money to upgrade. Mm. And I know you, you did that a bit quicker than I did. I upgraded how much ammo I could hold, whereas you upgraded how much just guns, I guns and stuff you could hold in your backpack. Yeah. And there is just so many more guns in this new game. I think they're saying in the, the advertising material for the game, it was like a bazillion guns just got bazillioner or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, there is lots of guns. There is just vast differences with the schematics of the gun, I, I guess it was what it well, is. The, the, yeah, I mean, before, I mean, they looked a bit different and they fired a bit different, but essentially a shotgun was a shotgun. Every now and then you got a wave gun or something and it fired differently. Yeah. Like, it was a shotgun, but it had this weird bouncing wave effect of electricity that went out. There's a, there seems to be a lot more variety in your machine gun or your shotgun. They, they seem to be very a lot more different this yeah. time around but they're still straightforward guns but every now and then one works differently like rockets or lob rockets as opposed to fire rockets and there's a shotgun I was shooting it and it shoot three flaming balls that would bounce towards the enemy so you really got to pick up a gun and see what it does and some, well, there's one where you've got, actually got to pull the trigger quickly like you're, you're actually firing yeah one of the pistols it's like the, the old timey you sort of cock the hammer with your, your spare hand sort of thing and you, the, the quicker you can do it the quicker you can fire as fire. opposed to an automatic Where you, weapon yeah because you normally you can just hold down your your right trigger and it just continues firing but this one you have to like fan the fan the hammer yeah so they've gone to an amazing effort the creators of the game have done a great job just giving you so much for yeah. such a basic game in the end but i am finding some of the things hard because we aren't super powered anymore but do but you think that when I'm we finding... first played borderlands it was hard and we just don't remember I think things were, but things made sense. Now they've added some more creatures this time around. So there's thrashers, which annoy me because cause you are first person, you don't have peripheral vision, and these things tunnel and pop up anywhere and yeah. have tentacles and drag at you. And Yeah, a lot of the times you don't realise that you've got an enemy until you, you're suddenly being dragged across the screen. It's like, what the fuck's going like on? That, that's a pain because being a low level, I'm not coping terribly well with it because yeah. I'm trying to turn around and get the right weapon for it. It's like, where did you come from? And it's not enough and they're, yeah. they're pretty high level things and that's kind of annoying and then there's the invisible creatures running around that's a pain. I'm getting better I'm powerful enough now that I can take their hits and pretty much kill yeah. them but when I when I first came across them it's like oh this is too hard but that's just me being sucky it, really though the, the only ones I've really struggled with are the creatures like the, the human enemies I haven't had a lot of problems with yeah. because you know that you can just do a headshot yep. and you can kill them actually we, we spoke about the guns and we both got the premium club edition when we bought it yes we talked about our whole pre-order issues that we had last episode and part of the pre-order is that you get some gearbox guns yeah some right guns to get you started and really like they hyped it up that it was going to be a big thing but once we got to about level 5 those guns were I useless. don't think I even used them to be honest well I, I started with a sniper which was nice because when you first start the game you don't have a gun unless you've got these premium guns so that was handy to have a gun when you're not normally having a gun yep. and it was good to have a sniper at the start rather than a pistol at the start 
so it made you know I, I was able to level up a little bit quicker. But I guess yeah. So if you're paying the extra money for the premium on this gold, I don't. If it was on those guns, hoping they were really awesome, you were going to do your money. But I well, suppose there, they were there, there just to help things. you. With the there stuff. was there was you got more for it, and I think you got the Macromancer class for free. And I'm not sure how much they're charging for that normally. But yeah, part of the premium club was you got that, and and you free. got a gold, a special loot hunt, a vault hunter's key to open a special gun crack. Yes, and which, there is other keys that you can get for those vault hunters. Like they they have uh, Gearbox have a thing called Shift, which is like a sign up online, and they'll send you spam. But some of the spam that they send you in your inbox includes codes you can put in for extra keys. So like we talked about gun crates before, there's a special gold gun crate which you just saw as a gun crate and opened it yeah, and realised that's what your gold key was for. Exactly. But it did tell you. When I first opened it, I thought, oh yeah, this is a good gun crate. And then the next time I went up there, it was like, it'll cost you one key to open this. And I was like, oh, well, I wish I'd read that the first time I played. <laughs> and apparently, same as most of the other gun crates, they level with you. So if you're a higher level, there's better loot in those gun crates. So, so I'm, I'm now still my... saving my gold keys to go back there and open it again. Yes, yeah, so I'm saving mine still. Hmm. And one of the other things they have now is they have slot machines in a couple of the areas. You have got a problem. I have. I have a gambling problem. <laughs> I found the other day that I had like about 10,000 in in-game points in in-game money and I found that I was just sitting there pumping it all into the slot machine and like I said before with the ammo going up in price as you level up the slot machines now cost you more to do you, play what do you, what do you win in the slot I've not used it to be honest well, in the slot machine I think can, I used it twice to see what it did and I lost on both and it's like well I'm um, done you can get money back or you can get Iridium which is the in-game currency, in-game currency that you use for backpack upgrades uh, you can get weaponry and every now and then the little three band it faces come up and the slot machine throws a grenade at so that's normally my sign where it's like well the machine's telling me I shouldn't be playing it anymore I better go and do something else but yeah I found that I've been killing quite a bit of time just pumping my money into slot machines okay so yeah, I think I have a bit of a I think you, you shouldn't go to the pokies no but that aside some of the other stuff you can buy they you can buy extra customizations for your character which I don't know if it's really worth the money like we, we said before about the customization but you can pick up customizations as loot drops from enemies and it's a bit of a jib sometimes that you, know, you shoot someone you're thinking oh, yeah, I hope I get a good gun out of it and then suddenly you get customization a new helmet or whatever mm. yeah which is a bit of a shame and, and something else I noticed yesterday when I was playing is there's some of the side missions that once once you've picked up that mission you can't change back to another mission you have to finish that before you can move on okay I haven't come across that yet yeah so it kind of sends you off on a tangent and, and you can't change it which is a little bit annoying but no missions are huge to be honest like I got stuck on a few and you might spend an hour if you do something like I did I went the wrong way so I was attacking from the back which was a mistake and then I went yesterday and did it I was like oh if I only did it the way I should have done it I had no problem hmm. no missions are terribly hard and one of the problems I did or not problems but my fears was because we always come in cheap ass gamer style and we're six months behind the FAQs and the YouTube <laughs> clips are already up online exactly. and done but I'm finding I had to do I had to check one yesterday it's all there yeah the Borderlands wiki are check yeah, it out if you have a problem or it, it is amazing the amount of work those guys who do it it's amazing how much work they, they, they talk about the guns because with the guns you come across there's actually different manufacturers in yeah. the game so certain guns have different attributes like this brand of gun if you is when you reload it actually throws the gun and becomes a grenade and then you get a gun back 
I don't know how it works physically, but that's what happens. So you essentially get a grenade element in a gun just with a reload. And yeah, the wiki has this breakdown of manufacturing of guns and what sort of barrel it has and this and almost why it is the attribute gun that it is. And it's amazing just the, the level and the depth. Yeah. It's just invaluable. Well, I know when we played the first one, we were doing a lot of our loot runs. We had the wiki there open with us and we'd be like, you know, all right, this is a burning hammer gun. What does this do? And we'd like look it up and go, all right, it's, you know, it's a shotgun that shoots in a certain spray pattern and oh, stuff. So well, like throw away. Yeah. Something we talked about, and hopefully it might mean something in the future, but Microsoft have talked about this Smart Glass Xbox add-on where you can turn your tablet into a companion piece to your Xbox, whether it's watching Netflix on your tablet or call, watching calling plays for Madden. Yeah. I'm thinking how good would Borderlands be with your loot or your inventory and maps on your iPad on your knee while yeah. you're running around instead of having to go into the menu, bring up a map, go back out again and do it. I'm thinking, Ooh. So yeah. I'm really excited for Smart Glass coming out, hoping they do these sort of things. Yeah. If that's but that's how they do it. pretty close, isn't it? Didn't they say it was meant to come out when Windows 8 comes out? Oh, I have no isn't idea. Windows 8 meant to be out this month. Oh, okay. It's all happening. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping a lot of these new games have things like maps on the iPads because I know I have it next to me pretty much when I game most of the time anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Like I can't watch TV without having the iPad on my lap with IMDb open, or you know that sort of stuff. So Smart Glass will be good, and if they do integrate it with Borderlands, it'll be awesome. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I think we've pretty much talked enough. I think that's a nice place that we should probably end this month's podcast and jump in and play a bit of Borderlands. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know what it's like overseas, but here in Australia, you can pick up Borderlands One for twenty bucks. If you don't have it, it's definitely worth it. It's cheap enough to give it a go and see if it's for you or not. Exactly. Yeah, so definitely yeah. worth it. And and look for us on our gamer tags are on the show notes and on the website. That's so right. Look for Blockbuster J, which is me, and, and Trash Seventy One's me. So if you see us playing Borderlands, we could always use the help. Yeah, jump in because really it is. It's a great game to play solo, but it's even more fun to play co-op. Yes, because you need someone to help you when you die. Yeah, which I'm it's, doing it's a good lot to be able moment. to uh, yeah. have someone come and revive you. But. Yeah, so please shoot us a note and say you're interested in playing and we'll try and organise game time. Exactly, yeah. So if we get enough interest, we'll, yeah, we might try and do a massive attack game night. Sounds good. Although last time we tried to do a, a bit of a game night was the only night that Xbox Live decided to go down. Oh, what an asshat. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Like, literally, we have not gamed with friends in forever. Yeah. And my mate, I haven't seen for a long time, is like, when are we going to play something? It's like, how about tonight? And it was just out of the blue, and it's like, we'll do it tonight. So we jump online, we get the times going, and it's like, oh, no, Xbox Live is down for maintenance. We'll get back to you later. It's like, now, and exactly. every single night, now. Yes. It's like, ah. Oh. If you have any feedback or comments for the show, you can drop us an email to themapodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our new Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash themassiveattackpodcast. Look for our website, themapodcast.podbean.com. Follow us on Twitter as themapodcast, or search for the show on iTunes. Just look for The Massive Attack Podcast. We're also now available on Stitcher, so if you have an Android or iOS device, download the free app, and you can listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Alrighty, we're, we're off to play some Borderlands and we'll see you next month catch you later kids